<sighs> Welcome to a night shift football red edition, I guess. Not a very exciting one, because Adelaide United were fucking pathetic. Uh, Tommy's here with me. How are you going? Sure. I wish I wasn't here. Oh. Pooper's here as well. How are you going? Yeah, thrilled to sit here and, and relive that nine yeah. minutes of football once again. Look at us pretending we're sad right now. Having We just came off the back of recording episode 111. You can check that out. We talked Premier League, Serie A, League, uh, Bundesliga, bit of everything. Lots of city chat, lots of laughing at Richarlison for being a fucking idiot pigeon. Uh, but now we're going to talk Adelaide United. Uh, it was a disaster Friday night. 4-1 was the result. Uh, where do we start with this one, Tommy? You're glossing over the fact that both of our sides... This weekend experience four one losses, mm-hmm. and just personally, I haven't seen either of my sides win since the fifth of April. Rough. That's, that's a long time. It's almost it's a, a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, and was I confident going into this one? No, no, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't either. I think we predicted wins, didn't we? Did all three of us predict wins last week? I thought we could scrape a draw. I think I predicted a win out of uh, optimism that I'd never usually have. I'm usually pretty pessimistic with that stuff, but oh uh, well. Uh, Cooper, That'll how teach you feel about this? Um, I don't know where we start with this game. Do you want to talk about anything to do with the lineup or what? Oh, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think any of us were over aggrieved by the lineup. I think we all knew going in Standard. that it was gonna gonna look like this okay. with no no cloth and no. No Ibu. No Ibasuki up front. Um, I just one thing I wanted to touch on lineup wise was Colvier's comments in a press conference midweek saying that Zach Clough and Hiroshi Ibasuki both would have started this game if it was a final. Just was it not? Was it not in a sense a final? It felt like it was. Yeah. Because we now front up again this week when potentially we could have just played the both of them and and you know, if you win that game you have a week off. Is that not the kind of risk you take? with only a maximum of four games to play in the season. And, you know, these guys get six months to rest after it. Yeah. I thought that's what he wanted. He didn't He didn't want the week off. He explicitly said that. What? Say that again? Carl, Carl said that. He didn't want the week off. So it makes perfect sense if he doesn't want to put our best team out against the Mariners in order for us to lose. What I mean, a great play. He said that. Well, I mean, that's a great question. Why would he play 90 minutes as well? Um, we can get to that later. Don't worry. I've got some things to say about that. Um, perhaps maybe the best place we can start is that, I guess from the beginning, Adelaide never really looked in it. I mean, it was kind of, we we were knocking the ball around okay, but Central Coast looked like they were knocking it around a little bit better. And then just when they started, it got about halfway through the half when they started just turning the screws. And the second they did at the 23rd minute mark, they got a goal, uh, a nice goal, brilliantly worked. Cummings' assist was great. Uh, difficult to play that kind of pass, the like the side foot opening it up. And then Tulio slots it away nicely. Then Encololo scores a cracker a few minutes before half time. Um, a great finish, low, hard arrow into the corner. And they just looked like they were... It already looked like it was going to be one of those ones. There's no way we come back from. Mm. They we were just tactically 
smashed in this game because going forward, they played a really enterprising 4-2-4. And then defensively, they played a 4-4-2, which really, you know, nicely negated any kind of midfield movement we had. And the the tracking wingers in Silvera and Colo, you know, made sure that our fullbacks couldn't overlap and we just had no answers, I didn't think, throughout this game. We were cut open far too easily at the back for those two goals that you talked about. Because once we're caught in transition moments, we are just at sea. We have no idea how to organize. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, In all honesty, this game looked to me like Nick, Nick Montgomery sat down and watched our 90 minutes of football against the <laughs> Glory game. last week. More, every game. To, to me, more particularly, the 90 minutes of football against the Glory last week, which really just put our, our biggest weakness and our biggest flaw just out there for the world to see. And and for the first 20 minutes of this game, I really just felt like they were happy for us to have it because they were more than confident enough in their defensive abilities to ensure that, you know, I think we had majority of the play for the first 20 minutes, but not once did we look like scoring a goal because they were confident enough in how they were set up. And they knew eventually that if they turned the ball over in the right situation, that they'd just be able to kill us on the break. And they did. We were just, for a goal that was scored in the 23rd minute, we were strung apart like it was the 10th minute of, of stoppage time at the end of 90. We were just nowhere to be seen. We couldn't keep up with a single player on the break. And in between the first and second goals, they did it two or three times again, and we could have been three or four nil down going in at half time. Yeah. I Look, I have no answers for this. I I was saying it to Sammy and um, my brother in the in the stands when we were watching it. After about ten minutes, we were just getting cut open way too easily. Yeah, we were and vulnerable. We, yeah, we were very vulnerable, and you know that alludes what we said last week is that defensively we're not good. We're not. Yeah, we're not even a good mark anymore because we have we're just consistently conceding four goals week on week on week outside of games that we lose one nil, which is you know not helpful for anyone anyway. Um, but maybe we're taking a little bit too much away from the Mariners because I I was so impressed with them. I thought they were great. Josh Nisbet, good footballer. Uh, looked the way Silvera and Encolo paid. Brilliant. Tulio, great finish. Uh, yeah, yeah. It we were good. We were beaten by a really good team. It reached that point in the second half, late in the second half, where we were, I think, by the, after the third goal, we were probably over it and... We resorted more to that. Um, I think you and I are pretty capable of doing this thing where we forget almost that it's Adelaide and you just kind of appreciate the football you're watching from the opposition, mm. which I think you have to do. There's no point being angry about it. There's people like booing Central Coast players or like, you know, like what? that They've just come here and played their best football. Um, and they were turning it on and it was really good to watch. If I wasn't an Adelaide fan, I'd be really, really... I was really impressed by it, but I would have enjoyed it much more if I wasn't an Adelaide fan. Uh, like you said, Nisbet, excellent. Um, Silvera and Encololo on the wings. Tulio and Cummings link up, and the way these guys, uh, the, ma- the way they manage to jump in and out of pockets of space, and then Nisbet drops in forward and finds some as well. Um, really clever, really good. Um, just the instincts of Cummings up front as a striker are uh, brilliant. He's so good to watch, the way he kind of... He turns when he needs to turn. He plays the pass first time when he needs to. Um, he was giving Bar and Wallen all sorts in there. Um, maybe this is where I bring it back to talk about Adelaide instead of Central Coast. But Warland 
defensively, I don't think was horrendous. He made a lot of crucial blocks um, that in the end weren't that crucial because of the scoreline. But why can this guy not pass a ball 10 yards? Can someone explain to me why our two cent- – I think we've done this every week, but these two centre-backs cannot pass a ball. I had a message from someone uh, – I'm not sure if he's a listener, but um, said how Ben Wallen played five-plus years at the AIS and he can't hit a 10-yard pass is beyond me. Disgusted, oh. disgusted, disappointed, disrespected. <laughs> Savage. That's rough. Do we agree but- at all, though, or are we are we being too harsh? I don't think so. I don't know what Cooper thinks. I, I reckon Warland is a good drop-in merchant to clean up any loose play, but outside of that, he doesn't really have A-League credentials. Well, I think having him and Barr together in the same team gives you no one to pass a ball at the back. I don't mind having one of them, you know, why, but you can't have both of them Warland. when neither can pass. Why do we play a system where we constantly switch the ball across our back four when our two centre-backs can't pass the ball? It's what I don't understand. Why why are our centre-backs not playing the safe pass out to the full-back and then switching the ball across the midfield? Mm. Like, if we're going to switch the ball across the back, why aren't we using guys that pass? Or or why aren't we signing a centre-back that fits the role? It's just like, we just, we've never really had it in Adelaide, but, and I I say this in the most respectful way possible, there's no really respectful way to say it. This is the first time I remember us having two proper meathead centre-backs that would just like throw their body on the line, make a huge tackle, but they just, their footballing ability is just low and beyond the standard of the rest of the players well, on the pitch. i tell you what, we love Costanzo Valcanas, but that they ring reminiscent of the, of that pair. They could kick a ball. Well, I think the A-League was a little bit different then and we weren't playing out of the back. <laughs> I, I would hazard a guess and say, if you put those two in this team, they would do the exact same thing. Mm, yeah, I I just wonder if it happens and we see it a lot more when we don't have Hiroshi Basuki as well. In the in the, I feel like in the games where Luki Jovanovic has played up front, we notice it and it happens a lot more often because Bar and Wallen can't just float the ball up forty yards up the pitch and, and ask the guy to hold the ball up. And even in, you know when he went on his dry streak and people were like get him out of the team, I don't think people realized how valuable he is as a bailout option for a side that is just whether you love it or hate it and whether we were second a lot of the season and finished third just woeful defensively. Mm, yeah, it's remarkable that we're even in the position we are. Well, and you look we ahead of them as well. We went. We were amazed when we went 12 games on the trot undefeated and didn't keep a single clean sheet. We yeah. kept that one when we had 10 men and when Ansel played. We did bring it up. We did bring it up on here. Um, it was a point of concern, but as long as you're outscoring the opposition, it's not the end of the world, but it got to the point that. where it wasn't conceding one or two. We were conceding like four a week. Like it's gotten ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, Western Sydney, Perth, Mariners. It's just, it continually happens over and over. I've got um, a couple of other gripes. I reckon I'll just air now. I think, um, you know, uh, Jovanovic, nothing against Luka Jovanovic, but why is our style of football the exact same when he's on the park? Mm. As, um, when he makes... He was making, I, I think I pointed out to you, Tom, in the first half, he was making some really good runs that no one was prepared to release the ball to. And he he gets away. He does this thing. We saw it when he came on. What was the game he came on in where he ran the defense? I reckon it might have been Melbourne City here, where he had the defenders looking all over the place. He was causing them havoc. 
just by being on the move all the time and finding a yard of space to run into. Um, he was doing it again, but no one wanted to release the ball. No one wanted to release the ball in behind for him to run onto or anything like that. I'm not saying blast a long ball over the top, but I'm talking like a proper, like maybe a 30-yard pass along the deck that a footballer should be able to make. And they, every time, it just burnt and he had to come back or we would play it out wide and then they'd look to feed him and he was offside because he'd already made his run. Um, that really irked me. The other one is the game. This one really fucks me off, actually. The game is long gone. At 3-0, we're looking horrible. We haven't really mentioned George coming on and scoring about being offside straight away, but it's 3-0 now. Oh, that was tight. It was tight, but, you know, whatever. Um, it's 3-0. The game's long gone. 15, 10 to go. Why are we leaving Craig Goodwin on the pitch to see that game out? And this isn't me saying Goodwin had a bad game. He should have come off. This is me saying this guy is our most important player. Get him off. The game is done. It's wet. It's slippery. Wrap him in cotton wool because we've got an elimination final coming up now in a week's time. Why leave him out there? What was the point in leaving Craig out there? Someone tell me. I can't. I don't. I don't have an answer for you. I'm. Com- I'm completely on the same page. I don't know if, if Tommy has a thought. The only thing that leadership. Crossed, <laughs> well, the only thing that crosses my mind in this situation is that potentially Craig has too much pride to come off the pitch in this scenario and as captain wants to wants to stay on the pitch for 90 minutes and and he's mentioned this to Carl or or Carl knows this so he doesn't make the change but you know there's times where you've got to swallow your pride and just go these guys were too good tonight wrap him in cotton wool because shit's about to get serious next week and we need him for every fucking second we can have him for that almost might even be worse because that would mean that Craig Goodwin's running the side and not Carl Viet <laughs> like this was the perfect game to bring Goodwin and Halloran off and bring Irin Kunder and Bernardo on. Yeah. Bernardo even on the bench. This is, yeah, he was. I just like, this is the perfect moment to actually see the two of these guys come on and for Yule to come off for Irin Kunder and not Ben Halloran, who, again, <laughs> you just question his validity. He was fucking awful the other night. Did not even get me started. He might even ben be Halloran. at peak. Pete, Paul Halloran. Yeah, I know we've gone pretty hard on Halloran the last month or two. Yeah. But this was this was deplorable. He was woeful. There's I we've we've been hard on, like you said, hard on Halloran all season. And he and he's been bad and he's been out of form. But this wasn't out of form. This was didn't want to be there. This was fucking miserable from Ben Haller. And at, at nil-nil, there was a moment where we had a counter-attack and Craig Goodwin got released by SIS up the wing and he took off and Luka Jovanovic had started the play <laughs> yeah. and he's sprinting full pelt, trying to make up 90 metres of ground. And Ben Halloran's got his cock in his hand, walking up the right fucking wing, <laughs> not even moving, arms not moving, jogging. Like, if you don't want to fucking be here, Ben, the door is right there. It's right there. Push, not pull. Yeah. Fuck off. Right. There was um. There was the moment. There was the one where I think where Jovanovic took like a like a bit of a heavy touch, and it went straight to where Ben Halloran was running. Mm-hmm. So Jovanovic Yova- peeled away to run into the middle, and Jovanovic, uh, sorry Halloran, who would have if he was looking at the ball, he would have also been looking at Jovanovic. Um. Uh, ran off in the same direction as him and left the ball there. Even though Jovanovic was ahead of the ball and already gone, Halloran just ran the other way. There was also other times where, you know, 
we won the ball on the left side and we've gone back and we've switched it across and then back, there's all this space on the right for him to run into like he used to do when he was being a good winger. And he just didn't. He just kind of dawdled over there, didn't run. And then in the second half, there was one I pointed out to you, Tommy, where you pointed out to me, actually, he was doing the thing again with Irin Kunda, where he was standing there having a go at Irin Kunda about something, off at telling him. him what to do when the goalkeeper's there. The goalkeeper's taking a short goal kick again, like they'd done all you're, night. Central you're Coast, the man in behind. And the centre-back is just standing right there. And Ben Halloran is the closest player. And he's not even... There's other players yelling at him to press. And he's just standing there giving Irin Kunda hand gestures. Like, what a, what is going on, man? That's, that up, was dude. Yeah, that was the most deplorable part of the night for me. Because you've talked about it recently. I haven't seen it yet. And so when I saw that, I was just like, oh, my God. This is so brazen. It's, it, it, yeah. It's it's at the point where he is just here to collect checks, and he's not. He doesn't care what happens, win, lose, draw, whatever. The the thing is with him, I guess now, like we all agreed last week that we need to keep. We probably have to keep starting Halloran. Oh, you know what? I think but, I'm of a different opinion now. Uh, I think at this point of the season, we don't really have much of a choice. I don't want to. I don't. Let's know. just do it. Start mystery. Just do it. Nah, if, if, if if this team is in my hands, Bernardo, Bernardo starts the elimination final on Friday. Yeah, night. but but did you see the I mean the temperament of Irin Kunda when you bring him on when we're three 0 down? Like yeah. the guy's not happy to come on in that situation, and so maybe I, it's at the point now where we give the better performing player the opportunity to start. I would have left him on the bench. It's to me, it's no different than the Craig Goodwin scenario. Why why are you bringing on? Why are you playing your ace at three? Well, he, he no, he came well, on, on at half time and it was two nil. Yeah. You know, and we did score like straight away and it was offside. So just I don't on, think that's a horrendous. Just, I just on, on what you said before, Sam, just the last touch I have on the lineup, George Blackwood came on at half time and he was excellent for the first twenty minutes of the he second was half good. until we should say and, that he and, was until Tulio scored that the screamer that he did, whether it was I think it was fifteen minutes after the break, yeah. scored it scored a great goal. But George was excellent for that first 15 minutes. He was one of the better players for the rest of the game too. But he was so good because he came on into a team that was already playing a system teed up for him rather than Luka Jovanovic, who yeah, started the game. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. It just shows Carl's inflexibility sometimes and his persistence with shoehorning guys into positions that aren't fit for them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna if if you're gonna start Luca, like Cooper's saying, in you've got to play a three man midfield because you've got to be able to incorporate his runs a little bit better. When you play with Izzy and Dorigo in there, who didn't do a lot of progressive passes, and I thought they were okay, and I thought they defended not too bad, and I thought they kept the ball as well as they could in midfield with the two against the the two and the incursion of the the left sided midfielder that was coming in consistently to press them. I thought they did okay. Um, but if, if there's no outlet that they understand, that's the position we're going to find ourselves in. Luke is running on. Johnny Yule's trying to find gaps. And these two are just trying to find a body to hit. Yeah, we're going to come on stuck. I'm just I'm just so frustrated at this this group of players and, and the last month of football from the position they were in. And and we spoke about, you know, the momentum of Adelaide United in, in ebbs and flows and seasons. And when we're winning games, we're the best team in the league. And when we're losing them, we're close to the worst. And 
and that was we copped there's a couple that was you've had an incident with Todd and, and someone up in the, the grandstand earlier in the year and <laughs> and I had one down in the bay where a woman has turned around and given Todd and I an absolute spray for booing the players as they walk around the pitch after the game I'm sorry I I rock up Every week at Highmarsh, my entire life, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars following this team around the country for utter disappointment after disappointment. And that is the worst performance, the most, potentially not the worst, but the most heartless performance I've ever seen in front of a packed Highmarsh stadium on a Friday night and the most important game we've played since maybe the 2015-16 grand final in Adelaide. And, and it was just so heartless. If I, if I want to boo this group of players, I'm going to boo this group of fucking players because I was absolutely <laughs> gutted after this performance. I think we, um, uh, Todd was with us Friday night, obviously had a few and, um, <laughs> obviously <laughs> he loves it. He loves a good boo. And he was just telling me he hates the play. I hate them right now. <laughs> I hate them. I love them, but I hate them. Um, we had some words up the top of the grandstand as well. There was a bit of things got a little heated, didn't they, Tommy? Um, <laughs> your mate uh, and his mate up there. Braden, if you're listening, I'm going to read out what you commented on Adelaide's United <laughs> page, by the way. I did not think you I were going to drop his name, but no, yes, here we are. I'm going to do it, Braden. I'm going to do it. Um, and your mate, who said at one point was complaining, saying, we've been on point all season and now this. Uh, no. Adelaide have not been on point all season. We did have that low month. We have we have our up and down patches. We just had such a good late run, and then let it turn to shit now. Um, but this is too good not to read out on the full time score that Adelaide United posted. Braden's commented, "We've had such a good year. I planned my Sydney trip for the grand final. We looked so good, and we've done this at the pinnacle of the season." Also, the fact that you clap your fans from a distance at full time <laughs> is a joke, given the cost of living crisis. $30 minimum for a ticket and you clap from a distance while the fans have sat in the rain is unforgivable. Who pays your wages? At least take a photo or two. I love that. That's round of just, applause. Just, just first of all, on the that one negative brilliant. that, just on, on, on behalf of Sam, I'm with you, uh, just the first sentence you read out in, in that in that comment. Scab! Scab. <laughs> if you go to the grand final in Sydney, you're a scab. If you were planning on going to the grand final in Sydney, you're a scab. Don't go to the grand final in Sydney or you're a scab. I just love that. The... Um, the kicker for me was the fact that you clap your fans from a distance at full time is a joke, you know, given the cost the of living. Cost crisis. of living. It's the cost of living. Crisis. So good. What a legend. Love you, Braden. I know you're listening. Um, good job. Keep uh, it up. We love seeing you at High Marsh. Keep coming. We'll see you this enjoy, Friday. Enjoy the grand um, final in Sydney. Let's move on. Uh, we play Wellington this Friday. Just quick predictions, please, if you will. Oh fuck! I was so optimistic last Friday, and and I'm gonna go utter pessimist and go Wellington end our season three one at High Marsh on Friday, and I'm just going into this game with no expectations and hoping that I can't be disappointed, even though I know that I can be. No That's, way! I mean, We've got a good record against Wellington. This is the one that you should look. This is what I was looking forward to. Another home final. This is what we wanted, and the semi-finals are on separate weekends, so it doesn't even matter if you're home first or away second. It's not like there's any kind of turnaround of football. I, look, we beat Wellington and then we go and beat the Mariners twice. It's the last thing I want to do after Friday night 
is <laughs> I, I despised watching 90 minutes of football against the Mariners. You reckon I'm going to sit down and fucking enjoy watching 180 minutes of it? Well, in that, bro, in that, bro in we'll that. have cloth. We'll have Ibu. It'll be fine. The, We're playing we, as if it's a final. We are losing something like 9-2 to the Mariners on aggregate this season, and we have to play them twice more. We could end up with some sort of seriously grim aggregate scoreline against the nah, Mariners if we get to a semi-final and go south. Well, I think fine. it's uh I think it's a one all draw and Adelaide win in extra time two one. Um Craig Goodwin. We beat them penalty. five we beat them five one last time. This is oh my god, okay. Oh no, sorry. No, sorry no Oscar Zawada. In, champ. Nah, your opinion's wrong, bro. If, this know. is a cinch. This is a guy that said Eddie Howe hasn't done a good job with Newcastle. And now I'm not allowed to predict Adelaide winning an extra time because that's not good enough and we should win 5-1. Oh, my God. You're, mi- you're misconstruing my opinion there, Sam. What are I'm you, the mis- son? I'm not misconstruing shit. Have you, you hacked my you telephone said. recently? Go listen to 111. Hear what you said. Listen to your own words. Um, I want to ask you this question just quickly before I move on. I've got one other thing we want to get to. But if Adelaide lose this week and are knocked out, is the season a failure? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, no. I, I'm saying yes because my hopes were to be in the final four. This is, I guess we did finish top four, but I think I'd like to be in the final four to lock that in. Um, Cooper? This is a team that's lost multiple semifinals in multiple years now and has had very little change to its to its team and its and its system and, and we've had a chance to gel and falling short of a place that we've already been twice in the last three years would be nothing but a failure for mine. Okay. Fair. Mm, final finals don't matter. Um we did well to finish third this season. Should have finished second. Maybe could have competed for the title. Whatever happens in this week is a novelty. So yeah, just that enjoy take. Great shout. Just, yeah, whatever happens this week, just enjoy it. Just don't predict that Adelaide will win in extra time because Tom says they're going to win 5-1 and a draw is not allowed. You're well, wrong. Extra time extra time will be fun because it gives us another 30 minutes in fun. the stadium. They'd probably shut the bar though, dogs. Um, oh, they would, all right, they? Uh, Cooper, I'm going to put some pressure on you if you don't mind right now, but I believe we're recording late on a, ch- very late on a Tuesday night, 2nd of May. Um there have been Adelaide United awards. Uh, do you have any updates for us on, or any that you can you can tell our listeners who will have already found them on the internet by the time they listen to this? Yeah, um, they will have, and they will have found an, an Alligich Vidmar medalist, which I can't give you because unless we haven't announced a single award in the last two hours, the social media staff have hit the free beers <laughs> way too heavily and stopped caring about live updates after the RAA Members Player of the Year. So, nice. um, I like that. All right, well, how about we put a pin in it anyway? We might leave it then because um, we can have a good discussion about it next week when our season's mm-hmm. over after we lose to Wellington. Um, oh, don't say that, Tom. We were triggered. Um, I'm gonna smash my microphone. <laughs> do not think we have too many awards. No, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. We will get. We will do because I think um, whenever our season does end, we will circle back to all those awards. We'll be able to find them all. And um, I'm putting this on you, Cooper. You keep a record of all these awards. All right, don't lose them. We want to know. We want to know every little thing. Who Before was the we best wrap, tea lady, etc. Before we wrap, I want to know if Cooper, outside of the tea lady, do you think Goody wins the Johnny Warren this season? Oh, 
I, I don't know. I honestly, we, we discussed this a few weeks ago and, and I'm on the page of, I thought he was closer last year than he was this year. I think so but, too. But I don't know who takes it off him this season. Last last year, I felt like they were, they were candidates. Um, the only person I'd really be happy to see win, win the J-Dub this season, if it's not Goody, is Brandon Borello. Oh, yeah. That's They'll good find someone. It's a good shout. It would have been lucky if he didn't get injured, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, which agreed. would have been bullshit as well. <laughs> Probably. The amount of votes he, he accumulated in the uh, Tober medal was just insane. Mm. Yeah, right. I agree. Um, let's wrap it there. We'll see how Friday goes, I reckon. Um, maybe we'll do it at the match pod. We haven't done one for a long time. This will like be fun. To, uh, do it. Fun. Elimination final pod live from the right. ground. Uh, well, it won't be live when you hear it, but, you know, we'll record <laughs> it at the ground. Um, Are we going to live yeah. stream it? That'll be fun. We'll, uh, we'll see how we go. Um, we'll, we'll see what we can swindle. But... I don't know. I'm I'm going to be all sorts of nervous. I think come Friday, um, not at the moment because I have the same kind of outlook as you, Tommy. But I've got a feeling you're the same as me. And when the day does come, we will be a bit nervy, and we're going to want we're there. going to want the win full on. It's not just a novelty on the end of the season. We're going to want it. Um, when you're when you're listening, final. if we get to the grand final, don't go because you're a scab. Boycott scabs. If you're listening to this now, though, I would definitely purchase your tickets straight away if you want to go. Yep, absolutely, because we've apparently sold out heaps of the regular season games with lots of empty seats. So Inverted commas. Who knows? Inverted commas sold out. Um, They're counting people's pet memberships and stuff, Port Adelaide style. All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks. Go back, listen to episode 111. That's there. We've got this red edition. Get around us. Uh, See you next week. See you at Highmarsh. Go to the Reds. Highmarsh.